0: This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast to support the show. Five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes and a free bonus episode every week. Mm -hmm. Um, Hello. Hi,
1: how are you? I'm
0: doing excellent. I thought we would actually start with some good news for at least like a minute and a half, and then we can move on to real life. I'm
1: immediately suspicious of this, so proceed with caution, counselor. Um,
0: (laughs) What did you think about the James Webb telescope images?
1: It was so beautiful. It was such an inspiring piece of humanity and a uh, drawing us from our division, which is real and not to be downplayed, but to lift our eyes up toward the ever-expansive universe It's all very poetic Yeah I'm not done with the poem I know To me it all helped With like Re-understanding What thing You know Reminding you That the world is gigantic Made me think The pale blue dot From Sagan uh that is how I felt about the picture this week.
0: I, I mean, if you think about how many of the people who are working on the telescope or working at NASA now were probably inspired to go into astrophysics or their specific line of work, mm-hmm. partly because they may have been inspired by maybe what the Hubble telescope showed us or those types of images in general that are just awe-inspiring because, like... One, it, it just shows you how much bigger the universe is mm-hmm. than you can even imagine. But two, the fact that we created something that could take those kinds of pictures it's a is mind blowing.
1: Miracle. And apparently, the size of this is me cripping off Griffin McElroy who talked about it in a way that I really appreciated. Apparently, like the scope of what we can see in that picture is if you took a mm. grain of sand mm-hmm. and held it at arm's length in front of you.
0: That's the deep space of uh, the is deep the pin field.
1: of what that is. Yeah. That is like and so that the
0: one image with just all those galaxies of that's so what you're talking in, about. It's
1: infinity out there. And yeah. normally that makes me feel like I am like drifting off into space untethered <laughs> and I'm about to lose my entire mind. But right now I feel like it is the sort of grounding that I, I needed to yeah. uh to hear and feel. I actually assumed there was gonna be somebody who was like, oh, fuck that shit. And that's why I did that very poetic <laughs> speech about it. I assumed you're gonna be like, Lindsey Graham said, actually, oh. fuck the universe.
0: I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. No, of course. I not. mean I am surprised that there are people who could look at a picture like that, all those ones that were released and think, like, yeah, but God's gonna burn you, burn for you forever if you masturbate. Or so, something yeah. like that. So, but also, like, part of me. I was thinking, like, what was the. I was watching the live stream when they announced all those oh, like, brilliant. four additional pictures. And Wait, I was have like, have they come up? The, they released that deep field one, the grain right. of sand one that you're talking about, and then several other pictures. Oh, okay, they have- Um, But the thing that struck me is I'm watching that live stream. One, it's kind of fun to watch total nerds who work at NASA geek Mm. out over this thing that they totally care about. Mm -hmm. And some of them had advanced, like, they saw the pictures, but they weren't allowed to talk about it ahead of time. And you could tell they're just bursting to talk about this with everyone else. So that's exciting and that's fun to watch. But also I'm like, I'm trying to think of the last time I watched a live stream of anything where it was just genuine... Awesomeness because I'm like, I- I'll watch the January 6th hearings yeah. live sometimes, but also that's depressing and mm. sad. And maybe I watch sports live and everyone's tweeting about that at the same time, but also someone's going to win and lose. But like the NASA thing is just a win for everybody. And it's like, no, we're all genuinely excited and happy about this. And it's like, yeah, we all get to share this minus the few trolls or whatever. But all the decent people are watching this and just genuinely happy. Like watching Joe Biden's face when he's looking at the deep field picture, he looked like a Freaking kid in a candy store.
1: It's hard for any... I I truly thought that that's what you're coming at me with is like somebody's really terrible cynical... I uh, looked uh, for it.
0: I looked for the cynical stuff. I looked for the creationist thing. I think I found one thing that was in relation to the deep field, mm-hmm. all the galaxies picture, where they said, like, God is capable of miracles. It's like, okay, if that's the if that's all you got. Technically. I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, if that's all you got. I didn't see much in the way of, mm. this is stupid, this doesn't mean anything, this <laughs> well, is a hoax, space, whatever. I
1: think, is, with the exception, I suppose, of, like, your flat earthers and your uh, moon landing fakers, which I suppose that the diagram is probably a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to look at that picture, in my in, in my estimate, and Lord knows I've been very wrong in many things before, I, I just can't imagine looking at that and whether you think that's a result of God's glory or whether you think that's the result of the technological advancement may, we maybe thought we would never see ever that yeah. gave us a scope to see beyond what is near us. It's awe-inspiring no matter what your perspective is, and I think it's a good moment for that.
0: And if you want to go down an interesting rabbit hole, go look up James Webb Telescope. Like Google that phrase, but before, like a month ago, Mm -hmm. before these images came out... And look at what they were saying about it five years ago, whatever, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, everyone's bitching about the cost and, like, Mm -hmm. is this worth it and all that stuff. Um, And look at how much crap everyone had to go through Mm -hmm. to try to make a case for why this was relevant. Mm -hmm. And honestly, watching the live stream and even the reactions to it, I... It's not that those it's not that those concerns are ever totally meaningless but also no. I just didn't hear that many people complaining mm-hmm. about the cost or the time it took or the effort or anything like that right. they were just reveling in the pictures as they should cuz they're awesome and that's just the first impression mm-hmm. and the first images like there's a gazillion other images and there's so much we don't know about what we're even looking at Yeah but it's so cool to begin with. But, like, look at all the crap we had to get through to get to this point. And so maybe, maybe that gives you some optimism about the fact that, look, sometimes we can do cool things. It takes a lot of fighting to get there.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering, oh, boy, this is, like, best-case scenario. I I wonder if this is an opportunity for some people to sort of refocus their sort of, uh, I I guess, single-mindedness in the direction... Boy, people are explorers. We always want to explore that's just what we've always done. Uh there's a lake I want to find the other side of it. There's an ocean I'm going to find the other side of that. There's the moon. What the fuck's up there? Let's find out. No, dust cool. We're going to go back, I guess. Um and I think I wonder if maybe this is a age right now where people feel like they're not discovering new things and that's why they're like going down these like <laughs> conspiratorial rabbit holes of, mm. as a search for new knowledge or something
0: Yeah, think of all the conspiracies they're going to come up with as a result of the new images. But they got to like, do some new work now. Maybe
1: they can like refocus their <laughs> you know manic energy that clearly is there and needs to go towards something. Maybe they can refocus that toward Uh, you know, like exploring space and getting into, what's the thing uh, where they're trying to find extraterrestrial life? SETI. SETI. Mm. Get into SETI. They need people to like sit there and read code. Like, Maybe this is going to be a turning point for us all. I'm feeling optimistic for some reason. I believe...
0: What's the anniversary? Is this the 25th anniversary of the movie Contact? Because I saw a lot of stuff about... Oh, is it about, 25th? I think it's 25. That
1: sounds right uh, to me. 94,
0: maybe? I don't remember. Um, but I did see several articles talking about the movie Contact with Jodie Foster, the Carl sagan Andrian mm-hmm. book. Um, really interesting. so yeah, yeah. 25th. So, um, hey, if you want to watch something fun, that's a good one to go you know, check I out. You never saw it. It.
1: I saw that movie in theaters and it is the only movie I can think of that my dad that I went with just my dad and he saw it in theaters twice
0: because
1: mm. he saw it, I think, with my mom <laughs> and said, Jessica, the Jodie Foster character is you. Mm. Come watch this movie with me. And like that was a really special There was movie a neat article
0: night. in uh, New York Magazine where they talked to a lot of the people involved in the movie, including Sasha Sagan and Andrew Ian. Mm-hmm. And you just get a like of all the ways this movie could not have happened. Mm-hmm. And they talked about that. And all the ways the finished product that we saw was so not the version anyone had in mind. Sure. And they argued about the ending and all this stuff. Very interesting to check out.
1: Yeah, I I actually would love to read that book. That's something I've never mm, I, I've yeah. never read that book. I and actually, my either. brother just got me a uh, an old copy of Cosmos, which I've also never read. So that I've was got good. and it's like a hardcover book that I've got on my shelf now. So I need to get another. I've been in a I don't want to call it a rut because I love romance, but like I I keep trying to read. There's this very interesting book about the history of the v- Bellevue Mental Institution in New York. I've been trying to read it for a year and a half, and it's just so dark that I'm like, I can read a page The and a cosmos half of can this. wait. I can't read nonfiction anymore. My brain <laughs> is broken. I can only read romance. My brain has rejected all serious matters nice. in the form of print. I am sorry.
0: Uh, all right, let's move to the real world. No, um, I
1: really enjoyed that little speech. The cosmos I did.
0: is cute. Let's can get I do to it the again? stuff that matters. Can I make uh, a
1: similar speech about like pets or something like that, and we can just uh, enjoy this no, episode and no. sip some wine? And... How
0: about on the next anniversary of whatever the hell uh, episode, we'll talk about good happy stories one day. Um, yeah. In the meantime, let's talk about Jesse Lee Peterson. Do you remember who that guy is? No. Jesse Lee Peterson is the black conservative radio host yes. who thinks black people are the worst. Mm. Uh, he makes Clarence Thomas look like AOC mm-hmm. just constantly like who are his staffers on his show it's like three white dudes why yeah. because you know they're the only ones that can do anything like that's his whole shtick
1: yeah like it's- he they're he's cachet for them look we got a black one
0: <laughs> yeah um uh Peterson uh, Daily Beast has an article which I have my qualms about but one of the things they mentioned is Jesse Lee Peterson's history. Um he claimed that a woman who orgasms during sex is somehow, quote, becoming a man. That's a practice true. That's He frowns upon. You
1: know I hate to brag about how many orgasms I have during sex, but I'll <laughs> needless to say, my dick is a pretty there you big. Go.
0: <laughs> uh, he has also said anyone in who marches in gay pride parades are the children of Satan mm. that Radical homosexuals are evil, and of course, in his mind, there are no other Who kinds. Was our last
1: governor before Pritzker, what was his name? Rauner? Bruce Rauner. Yeah. He marched in the uh, Aurora Pride parade. So, mm. yeah, nope, evil, evil. Oh, by the way, he's a Republican. Uh, if you guys don't this, know
0: Illinois politics, <laughs> uh, Jesse Lee Peterson yeah. also refers to Donald Trump and referred to him as the Papa. Great White Hope. Uh like he's he oh, doesn't
1: boy. he's not subtle that about is any of this. A Oh, boy, that's a rough thing to hear with my human ears.
0: (laughs) The point is, he's just every horrible cliche you would think of when I say conservative talk show host who, again, thinks like Clarence Thomas doesn't go far enough. Mm. Imagine that you got the Mm -hmm. idea. Um, I heard a rumor a few weeks ago about this guy, and I was like, I'm not perpetuating this rumor because I look at the source And I'm like, I don't trust that source. And basically, what I heard is there is no maybe. Um, There was a video that came out, Mm -hmm. and I didn't trust the source where the video was coming from. But it was a quote-unquote documentary. It's thirty minutes of two guys talking onto into a camera. Eh. (laughs) So the two guys are claiming that like they've had relationships with Jesse Lee Peterson.
1: Relationships wink.
0: Yes, relationships wink. And it's like. I mean, let's say who are say, these gentlemen? Nobody. Are they
1: like established? <laughs> nah. Like, Man. do they have other document documentaries? Would you know? On there? Would I
0: know who they are? No. Okay. I mean, it's they're not nobodies, but they're not like I famous. Guess I'm trying
1: to, but did they, they were, create this fa- this YouTube page for this no. purpose, or did it exist? A right wing website
0: called Church Militant. Which is like a Catholic right wing channel said like, well, we have these allegations that from these two men who are going to go on the record to say Jesse Lee and them have these relationships. It's like, I don't know who you two are and I don't know why I should trust you. Mm. I don't trust Church Militant because it's a right wing site that says a lot of crazy shit.
1: Those are two words that worry me together in general.
0: And again, what's the point of this allegation? Like, I mean here's something I have heard over the years because I've followed Jesse Lee Peterson for way too long. Mm -hmm. And it's that, okay, yeah, he says a bunch of horrible things, but also he seems, for a guy who's like... Why are gay people bad? They're ruining the institution of marriage, he Mm. says. Like, everyone should get married. They should get married young. They should have lots of kids. Yeah. Oh, hey, Jesse, are you married? He doesn't say anything. There is no record of him being married in a relationship or anything. So
1: if this is the 1960s, we would say he's a confirmed bachelor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's like, I mean, I don't care about this dude's personal life, but I feel like that should be something you bring up sometimes if you're going to talk about this all the time. And he never talks about it, well, which I, again, I don't care. I don't care about yeah, this dude's personal I think life. we should
1: always, always, always be extraordinarily clear, extraordinarily clear about this point. So I'm going to say it very yeah. black and white. Um, is that if this dude, Jesse, Jesse Lee Peterson, yep, that's his name. Yep. If he is gay, that matters not one way yeah. or the other.
0: Does not matter. Except. However,
1: <laughs> if he is using his platform, yeah to um, to hurt and harm the gay community while himself benefiting from the gay lifestyle, then yes, this is a right. major problem. And that is
0: exactly what, that's that why this would enough? be a I just story. I don't
1: ever want to be misconstrued in things like yeah, I that. I think it
0: is. Like, I again, Ted Haggard, the former evangelical leader of right. the National Association of Evangelicals, who got outed right. by a male escort at the time. Right. Like, I do not care what this guy does with his private life, except Ted Haggard... Was yes. on the record for pushing for anti-LGBTQ issues. That's why it's not the it's not that he's gay. It's the hypocrisy. It's the lies and the hypocrisy. I
1: think an example from this decade would be Caitlyn Jenner. Right? Is she's a trans woman, but she is doing everything she can to make life work wor- worse for poor trans people. Mm. She is for like it's the same idea of like yeah you're trans, but you are not supporting your community. You are. Using that as a reason and
0: calling out for the hypocrisy power. is the issue here i don 't care if Caitlyn Jenner is trans. I right. care about the hypocrisy and the cruelty right. so that 's the case with peterson right that 's the only reason this story would matter mm-hmm. if it 's true. but again, this is where I differ from like The Daily Beast that basically put out an article that got a lot of attention. Just highlighting what the allegations were, okay. because again, where are the allegations coming from? Right,
1: they're unsubstantiated completely?
0: Not only that, like according to one of the people... The Daily
1: Beast did this? Don't they, they normally do. have okay standards?
0: Yes, they do. They, they publish a lot of good stuff. Um, here's from the Daily Beast. The allegations against Peterson broke into the public view in June when Church Militant, a radical right-wing Catholic website that once hosted a hate figure, Milo Yiannopoulos, released a nearly 30-minute investigation. Dot, 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 dot. I'm not going to get into the lurid supposed details that they said in the movie, but the point is the people making these allegations are very clear. They do not have any proof... Of this stuff happening. You would say like, okay, do you have text messages from the guy? Right. Do you have pictures? I mean, do you have anything that supports what you're saying? The answer is no, up and down the line. Mm-hmm. The Daily Beast says we were not able to substantiate any of these allegations. So my problem with the How article in the Daily Beast it? is why are you making a big deal that about this?
1: very irresponsible. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, it struck me as an article designed to get clicks sure which again they have good reporters I've relied on their work yeah, for a that's lot of stuff but like daily beast was not able to substantiate the sexual allegations the men in the video that okay. was promoted by the right wing website also it's like these are their stories okay i hear your stories But also, if all you have are one-sided stories here, Mm -hmm. why are we acting as if that's true? Uh, Look, Jesse Lee Peterson denies all of this. That's not surprising. Of course. The only interesting thing about uh, him in this regard is he hasn't talked about it at all, including this week after the Daily Beast thing came out. He hasn't mentioned it. Which is not
1: necessarily his duty to... No, it's not. Right? So
0: Daily Beast pointed this out. In late June, a caller to his online show uh, got through to him, like, on the show. Uh Um, The female caller said, like, I'm just kind of confused. Why haven't you addressed the issue of the gay documentary? And what he said to her.
1: And he was like, it's not a documentary. It's only 30 minutes. It's (laughs) a duck short. (laughs) So Uh, He said,
0: (laughs) "Uh, it's not concerning to me, Peterson told his audience as he hung up on her. What a wicked woman. That's a weird response, I don't know but how also.
1: How do you feel meh. about this? Yeah, that's
0: that's exactly where I landed on this because I've gotten people messaging me like, "Aren't you going to write about this? Isn't this a story you're interested in?" It's like, no, not not the allegations, no. i don't care.
1: Like this feels like something i would text to you <laughs> but not like tweet at you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, a clear yeah. delineation?
0: I'm very curious about the details, but also just hearing it, it's like i'm sorry you got nothing. Yeah, like and this isn't. if it's true, believe me, i would love to highlight the hypocrisy cuz that bothers me and that would like have I ever thought this was probably true? Maybe. Does it matter what I think? No, it doesn't. Listen,
1: I'm My sorry. My opinions if,
0: do not matter.
1: If you are a person whose entire life is banging the drum of family, children, this is all that matters, yeah. and you yourself are neither married nor <laughs> producing children... <laughs> like, I'm going to jump to You know what it feels like? Not to do the jump to Hitler thing, but... <laughs> It feels like the way that, like, Hitler was obsessed with Aryan people and he himself was, like, a short, dark, stupid-looking dude (laughs) who did not fit this, like key race that he was trying to build does that it's it, it's always you the Rep- you know how all parallel? those
0: no i'm gonna ignore you oh, said really? all of that remember what like there's all these republicans who are like yeah democrats are groomers they're full of groom and it's like all the sexual assault stories are coming from your side here oh sure you like, don't care and when you bang the drum that loudly about it my first thought is you're probably covering up it's donald trump it's all projection all the time and in the case of peterson again Am I denying the story is true? No, oh. I kinda I kinda think it might be. But it yeah, doesn't matter because you don't have anything to work off of. This is the whole argument people A- made with like the. Is it possible
1: for us to be talking about it then?
0: Well, I want to bring it up because everyone's the online, this Daily Beast article went viral. On Reddit, this article uh. went viral. And that was annoying because, of course, I know the reporter for the Daily Beast, like he dotted his eyes throughout the piece. Like, we don't have proof any of this is true. But if you look at the comments... And did he
1: justify why he published it without...
0: Because the idea that this hypocrisy might exist isn't... Mm, I don't know. I
1: don't know I feel um, about that.
0: That's the thing that bothered me. Because online, sure. of course, on Twitter, on Reddit, everyone commenting is like, yep, this is totally, totally true. But this is the thing about, like, we saw this with Me Too stories, too. If someone says it, you can... Take the assumption and then do your investigation to Mm -hmm. verify it. But it's not like they're just going to publish your... Accusation? Because
1: he's not saying, I want to be clear, he's not saying an- anonymous sources, or is he? No, the,
0: the Daily Beast is talking about a right-wing website that spoke to two guys on the record who okay. made these allegations with no proof to back up anything they're saying. So
1: we're not talking it's about... It's like several
0: I, I, layers of, like, anecdotes.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to be clear in in, like, journalistic circumstances, which I don't think mm-hmm. necessarily everybody would necessarily understand. I think there's... There is a major difference between, okay, so I'm writing a story and, he, and I'm citing Hemant, but he does not want his name on the record. So I could say I'm citing an anonymous source, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what he was doing. He's not saying I'm right, a person no. who I'm protecting their identity because if, no. he fa- if we found out. We know
0: exactly who's making these accusations. Right.
1: I just want to be clear about, like, the journalistic standards. And again, even when the
0: mainstream newspaper says we spoke with three sources who confirmed this, Mm -hmm. I promise you the newspaper and the editors know who those sources are. They're just not making them public. So someone knows who these people are. In this case, it's weird. I'll give you one other example of this. I've written a lot, spoken a lot about this. Preacher Greg Locke in Tennessee mm-hmm. of several years ago. There were a lot of things that were said about his treatment of his ex-wife. Mm. A lengthy article where they supposedly spoke to the ex-wife and text messages, pictures, and stuff. And I wrote about that at the time too, and I helped perpetuate that. And I remember that. Mm. And I spoke to him, Locke, directly about this uh-huh. after a while. Um, and the truth is, where did all my information come from? Um, It came from one, not church militant, but it was a site very much like it, Mm -hmm. where it's like this right wing site where I never would have relied on them as accurate for anything else. And honestly, that was the only source that was being given for this. It's not like the wife was going on the record anywhere else, not like she spoke to anyone else. I haven't seen the information confirmed anywhere else. Uh And so honestly, I took my post about it down Because I'm like, I can't perpetuate this because I cannot verify what this site is saying and they do not have a track record that says I should confirm it. Sure. And so, honestly, I have a lot of issues with Locke. I have a ton of issues with Jesse Lee Peterson. Mm -hmm. But these allegations against them that are damning if true... Right, big if true. If is the key word there. Mm -hmm. And until you can confirm that, I think it is unfair to... Use that against them, um, and it's not like you're lacking reasons to go after these people. They give you reason. Of,
1: I, I think that's always something that that people who uh, describe themselves as skeptics or whatever should always keep in mind. Of like, just because something and Lord knows I've fallen for it too, but just because something sounds right doesn't mean it is. And furthermore, this is the one that like. I shut her to think that anybody in this group thinks it I would do something like this. But if you do get caught sharing bad information and again, can't be clear enough happens to all of us literally haven't just told us about Mm -hmm. it. Instead of saying, instead of a doubling down or b saying something to the effect of, well, whatever, it's something like that you would have said anyway. Mm. It's important that people who believe in fact and truth and, and reality, Stand in that even when we're wrong, especially when we're wrong.
0: Not to change the subject, this week there was a lot of uh, back and forth in the media because of the story that there was a 10-year-old girl in Ohio Um. who allegedly needed an abortion. The story that was... Said by Joe Biden and others included was that this girl was transported to Indiana because Ohio does not allow abortions exactly. under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. The girl was sent to Indiana, where it's still surprisingly legal. Nobody's and that's more where. <laughs> than me to find that out. And then she got the abortion. And the right wing, uh, all these websites, including Fox News, jumped on this bandwagon saying, and the Wall Street Journal, oh, it's not true. There's no evidence of this. It didn't happen. Guess who perpetuated that rumor to begin with? You'll never guess. Josh Holly. No. Which one? It's our buddy. Oh? Megan Fox. Remember her? She was the one that audited in big quote hands? No. 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 The one who audited the Field Museum back in the day.
1: Oh my God. I forgot. perpetuated the story that this is all a
0: fiction that the left is trying to do because they want to make abortion look really, although Um. anti-abortion laws look really bad. So they made it all up. Then it got paraded by some other right-wing outlets. Then Fox News is doing it. Then the Wall Street Journal is saying it's all based on a lie. Then the Washington Post does a quote-unquote fact check where they're like, we can't confirm this, really. And of course, then the news comes out, no, it totally happened. Here's the documentation to back it up.
1: Because there's definitely, <laughs> there's for sure documentation. And this... the reason
0: I bring this up is how many of those, like Fox News... They did not say, Ugh. "Yep, we made a mistake." They just said, "Oh, uh, the person who did it was undocumented." There, but they use words language.
1: There is grace and there is dignity in admitting yeah. when you made a mistake, yeah. and I wish people could do it more. Boy oh boy, I sure fucking oh. wish people could admit that they were wrong sometimes.
0: All right. I'm going to move on to a different story altogether. Did you know if you want to get published, if you wanted to get an essay published, article published, do you know that the New York Post will apparently publish anything you send them? And I know that because they published this you. essay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> burn.
1: Gotcha.
0: Here's the title of an essay they published in the conservative New York Post. Christians are sick of being punished mm. for their views in America.
1: Yeah, me too. Because
0: you know who has it worst in this country? Christians. Christians. Um
1: Sister <laughs> So the question you should be asking is,
0: what the hell happened to this person who wrote this essay that she believes Christians have it really bad? Oops. Keep that in mind as okay, we go wait, through Okay, wait, can this. I take a big swing? Not yet. God damn it. No. So here's, but before I even get to what I this to person things, did, though. I'll give you a chance. Okay. Her name is Sophia Nelson. She's the one who wrote this article. Um, here's how she begins the piece before oh, right. we even get into what she's talking about. I mean, it's it may seem radical to say it these days, but it's true. America is a nation founded on Judeo-Christian values. Isn't. It is not. Uh, words from scripture are inscribed on our money and our most hallowed institutions. They're not. They're not. And in God we what? trust, what? which is not from scripture, God was not on the money until the, the 50s. Bible. It's not in the Bible. Maybe she's referring to the inscriptions on the Jesus walls. Jesus would
1: have been mm. like fucking stoked that in God we trust is on money? I've seen Jesus that scene in Jesus money. Christ Superstar when he, he was really mad at the uh, gamblers.
0: Yeah. There was seven, um, eight time.
1: That's how you knew it was no, a big deal. Jesus
0: was a big gambler. He loved music joke. the money.
1: Seven, eight time. That's how you knew Stop it was a big it. deal, haven't Stop Tell it. Tell me Christ of a She also
0: writes... Our Declaration of Independence <laughs> acknowledges our Creator as the being from whom all our rights flow. Under Which, God, uh, Declaration, like Again, not the Constitution. Be enough.
1: When was it written? The 30s, I think. The Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge
0: of Allegiance. Yeah. Well, late 1800s, but the Under God was in the 50s.
1: Th- that I knew. Okay. Um,
0: but the Declaration of Independence doesn't matter. It's not the Constitution, mm-hmm. and also, of course, they refer to the Creator. They didn't know what DNA or genetics or toilets were. So. She goes on.
1: They also didn't refer to women.
0: Yeah, that too. Black people. That too. Um, Or white men who didn't own land. Yeah. Okay, so what did she do? That's what
1: most (laughs) people I know can relate to, is being a white man who doesn't own land. (laughs) It's a millennial millennial problem.
0: (laughs) I gotcha, I gotcha. Boy, we're
1: funny. We should do morning drive radio. (laughs)
0: So no one would listen to us. Okay. So she also refers to Joe Kennedy, the high school football coach, former high school football coach who did the, the prayer, rit- yeah, yeah. prayer rituals at midfield. She says that like him, her public Christianity led to her being, quote, cut off, thrown out, removed as if we are these hateful, bigoted religious cultists who just want to push our faith on others. That is simply not true. That's totally what Joe Kennedy was doing, mm-hmm. pushing his faith on others. That's mm-hmm. what we were arguing about that it's coercive.
1: Yeah, but she doesn't think he was doing that. So.
0: No. And also, he wasn't just thrown out or removed. They said, "You could stay on the team. We'll put you on paid leave for now, but mm-hmm. like you got to follow the rules, whatever." Then
1: what I wouldn't give to be on paid leave.
0: All of these <laughs> white
1: dudes keep murdering people and get put on paid leave. What does a girl have to do to get put on paid Just leave? Put a, put a
0: badge on. Fair enough. I was going to say want.
1: I'd have to get pregnant because, but even <laughs> then, legally, they're not going to give me paid no. leave. I'm going to get pregnant. I'm going to move to like fucking Sweden.
0: And my favorite, give the baby
1: away and take those two years for myself.
0: <laughs> and then my favorite part of her defense, she also invokes Title Nine. Oh, she Christ. says academics need to read Title Nine more closely. Religion is a protected class just like race gender and sexual orientation including heterosexuals <laughs> wait <laughs> that was in parentheses by i the don't way.
1: understand wait could you repeat that because i wasn't no listening i won't the because
0: you heard it right first of all heteros are doing fine
1: yeah um but also
0: title nine is about brag, what?
1: but we're thriving out
0: here <laughs> what's title nine about It's about women. Women. It's about gender. It's not about religion. And she's like, academics should read it more closely. You need to read it more closely because you clearly don't know what it's it's about.
1: Like, does anything... Oh, boy. This sort of obsession with, like, objective fact is so obnoxious. And it's so easily, like, put away by the fact that we've had the same goddamn constitution for 250 years or whatever. And every year people disagree about the phrasing of it. So, like, this is not the Bible. You don't get to just interpret it and then live your life by that interpretation. We kind of all have to agree that the First Amendment means that the the state does not endorse any particular religion. Not even the most popular one. Like, teachers, you have to give Equal opportunity to everybody, not just like the coolest student in your class. That's just not how shit works.
0: What do you think she did that inspired all of this writing that she's doing? Because remember, what she's complaining about is that her Christianity led to her being punished. All she was doing is practicing her faith and she got
1: punished. Oh, I see what we're doing here. What did she do
0: that led her on this rant? that goes against title 9 or she says we're not looking at it closely okay she, so we joe don't understand kennedy. title
1: 9 mm-hmm. joe kennedy was and pro- god is persecuted. on our money
0: kennedy was persecuted just like she's god persecuted god is on our
1: money all right you get um, two oh,
0: guesses what did she do to portray herself is she a parent her herself um i don't know if and she's did a this parent have it doesn't to do have with anything school. to do with kids
1: oh okay um, she does work at a college she works at a college mm-hmm. okay so did. i think whoa oh, i think she handed out chit tracks mm. in her college class when it was inarguably not relevant
0: that would not be okay uh-huh. uh that is not what she did i will read you what she did Wait, you, you get one more guess get, fine go don't roll
1: your eyes at me what does what? she do what does she teach
0: Um, she was a, quote, scholar in residence. I don't actually know what that involves. She wasn't... Maybe she was teaching a seminar on something. But she was just a staffer, like they brought her on for a year or something.
1: Oh, okay. This is my last guess. Yeah. Um, did she drag a cross around the perimeter of the campus?
0: Would be funny. Right? uh, So funny. Did not do that. Okay. So, here's what she wrote. When I was the scholar in residence at Christopher Newport University in Newport News, Virginia... I proudly and openly identified as a Christian woman of color. In October 2021, I criticized... Wait for it. Wait, you haven't heard anything yet. I've already heard a lot. No, you haven't. In October 2021, I criticized DC Comics for making Superman's son bisexual, saying in a tweet, I'm going to read you the tweet, I don't get why this is necessary. I don't. What if Christian parents of children reading comic books don't want their kids exposed to bisexual characters? Good point. This is being pushed on kids.
1: You know what's funny is I was just uh trying to read a uh book to put my niece Mave <laughs> my niece Maeve to sleep. And I couldn't find a single book that didn't have a white man in it. Yeah. So, what if I am trying to raise my niece what were you reading? to be? I don't know, Heaven. I it was obviously a goof. Can you fucking go with me for a second?
0: Continue. Uh, I feel I only say that because every freaking book I've read in the past month has like seven animals in every single one. the last
1: book I read to her was just a bunch of different kinds of trucks, which (laughs) by the way, fucking sidebar, she's two years old guess what she calls trucks she calls them fucks don't worry about it, she calls them fucks and then I was telling my friend, Mikey, stay for this story I was telling my friend Courtney that story today and they have an 18 month old and guess what she calls trucks cucks which is equally very (laughs) funny because she'll just yell look at that cuck it's just good like look at that fuck is very funny look at that cuck is a different kind of funny i would love to hear from our listeners cuck Cuck, with a c that's what i think courtney (laughs) thinks fuck is funnier this is what i'm saying this is mikey gets it anyway good night
0: (laughs) so As this, I'm saying woman goodnight to Mikey. Not the
1: listeners. Don't stop listening. <laughs> you don't. You can't go to bed yet. We have more.
0: <laughs> so she's very mad that Superman's son is bisexual. Is bisexual. Got it. And she goes on to say straight away, mm. my private tweet. Private. Hi, that's exactly my reaction. That's
1: not what anything that's is, not my how dude.
0: Tweets. It, it, unless idiot. you wrote this in a diary with a lock on it and someone opened it up, it ain't private. Okay, okay. my private tweet was brought into my public university workplace, and my Christian faith was attacked as a cover wait. for my homophobic views.
1: Wait, wait, she just called her views
0: homophobic. Uh, no, she's quoting someone else as cover for my homophobic views. Oh, but she's like my uh, i was just I expressing- she's like I'm
1: just a homophobe no. i'm not also she said
0: i was deemed quote homophobic yep. unsafe yep. and violent by no. an openly bisexual faculty member
1: openly bisexual openly, you who said who then
0: incited colleagues university officials and students against me students at my college protested and demanded i be removed from my post and despite the fact i deleted my tweet She's never heard of sweet screen screenshots. Wanted Stop to hold a out. campus forum to discuss the matter, and twice. I hate when people talk to each other about
1: subjects and topics at hand. I, I think she wants kind of to talking. hold a
0: forum to debate if bisexuals are disgusting. I don't know what the Have forum you would ever be.
1: Th- asked somebody to debate you.
0: Never. I don't want to talk to assholes. It seems, yeah. eh? Yeah. Well, no.
1: Okay. Okay, your misanthropy mis- is charming as always. <laughs>
0: she also said, I twice expressed regret for causing offense.
1: For causing, causing, causing offense. I'm
0: sorry you didn't like my bigotry. I'm
1: sorry if you took what yeah. I said the wrong way. And she said,
0: I was sidelined for the remainder of my tenure and was told I would not be invited back to teach I or otherwise. I when
1: I have consequences for the things Which I do. Which is
0: exactly the point. I mean, just to be clear... Why was she, quote-unquote, punished? Because she said something bigoted. It offended pretty much everyone on campus who has a heart. And they're like, you're not welcome. No one wants to talk to you. No one's going to come to you for advice. Basically, your one job is to be the smart person on campus, and literally no one considers, no one has respect for you. So really, we have no use for you here. So this this honor Uh, we gave you for a semester or a year, uh, it's non-renewed, all right? Was that... Did that have anything to do with her Christianity? No. It had everything to do with her open bigotry.
1: shows their ass when they mix up, when they say something bigoted and then get punished for it and say they're punishing me for being a Christian. It's like, right. bud, right. you're not supposed to tell us that your religion is bigoted. You're yeah. supposed to
0: you're admitting subtly
1: that. do it and then we can all pretend it's not happening yeah. we can like, all go on, our, on oh, with were, our lives you, with only poor people suffering <laughs> and that's how we were, like it. Were you
0: wearing a cross necklace and they fired you? Were you reading the Bible during your your lunch period. I still like my
1: idea that she dragged a house around the property.
0: (laughs) Like all the things. If she says, I got fired for being a Christian. Oh, what did you do? Did you say bless you after someone sneezed?
1: Like, fucking, you can say this shit now because my dude down in Florida won his, um, his Supreme court thing. So yeah, (laughs) anything is Christian. Literally at this point to me, what the Supreme court just said is like, if a Christian is doing, prevented from doing anything they want, anywhere they want, it is Christian prosecution. And
0: what was she complaining about too? I know this is not the Christian thing, but like she's saying like, if I don't want my kid, if I don't want kids exposed to bisexual characters, like first of all, what do you think is the problem that Truly, if they're if they read a comic book with a fictional character in a same-sex relationship, that they're going to turn gay, turn bi? That's not how it works. Can I
1: ask you a question? Yeah. About being a dad. Uh huh. Okay. Do you feel like you're? Trying to protect your your kids are no. three and six.
0: Uh, four,
1: four and six. And six? Yeah. Uh, we all just had dinner the other night. It was super fun. I love Kevin's <laughs> kids. His son wants to ride a donkey. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, do you try to like shield them from? Ser- no. Do you like uh, uh, no? Like keep them I put from seeing, like, YouTube in front words? of their face. No, no and I'm being then they serious. I'm being serious. Like, do you? They are in cells now. Did you? Do you specifically curate? Things to them, or do you give them a little more? Should
0: I? Yes. Do I know?
1: Okay. So I was just wondering, of like the way that you might want not want, you know, your oldest to watch The Shining this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that what they're thinking of? And so I just want to know. If we
0: see them watching something that's probably too old for them, we'll try to like know.
1: But you're not in a position of shielding your kids from ever hearing. Well, I know swear words because I've sworn in front of them (laughs) so many (laughs) times. But like, do you you understand what I'm saying? Of like, are you sheltering your kids away from things until they get older?
0: No, honestly, they're they're with me in the room. Like, if the news is on, sure. And so this week alone, it was like, oh, they released that tape of the. Uvalde yeah. shooting. Uh, it's like that's boy. on the news as I'm watching I haven't
1: it. I didn't listen to it. And
0: yet. again, it's how do you have that discussion with your kids? Mm-hmm. That's different with everybody, but it's like I'm sure there are people who are like, you can't let her see that. She's too young, which mm-hmm. she is. But also, yeah, these people tried to do something really bad. These people were supposed to help. Guess what? They didn't. I feel
1: like I'm too like, young to uh, see children get slaughtered yeah, by yeah. a, a mass, ma- exactly. weapon of mass but death. But like.
0: the point being, like, the news is plenty crazy itself. Yeah. But we've had some of those conversations. Like, YouTube, please. Like, videos that you watch, I'm not worried about those. I'm way more worried yeah. about actual stuff happening. But yeah. no, sheltering them from, like... A gay character. No, obviously, obviously, like this is not. something
1: different. I'm just wondering yeah. if this is a normal parenting technique of like I'm going to put a dome around my kid until they're like 12. In,
0: in the case of a lot of Christians we've talked about, like it, the it, very conservative is. ones, absolutely. So they're absolutely. just trying
1: to ill equip equip their equip their children as poorly as possible. Yeah, to I mean they do, and world. we've
0: seen that from kids who. Eventually broke free or preachers' kids. I've heard from this week for another reason, but it's like, yeah, they are sheltered, and when they finally get into "quote unquote" the real world, or maybe they go to a public school at some point and they mm. meet kids who are not sheltered, it's like, oh my god, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to any of this, and now I am, and I realize how
1: any of us yeah. who has gone to a, uh, a I was going to say an overnight college, a college where you like live on the campus, stay in the yeah. dorms. Yeah. Everyone knows the kids who grew up with like the most Christian parents because they are the ones getting the most shit-faced and making <laughs> the worst decisions. Which is another reason
0: you don't want to shelter them because yeah, then you go overboard. Right? I
1: learned that lesson when I was 18 years old and yeah. I watched these kids wild now because like, they had never <laughs> seen girls' cleavage before and they're yeah. like, ah, my lanyard and I are losing our minds. Freshmen always wore lanyards when I was in college. That was a thing. Is that still a thing?
0: <laughs> I didn't go to a real college. Doesn't matter. Um, okay, so I just want to wrap up on this Sophia yes, person. I'm so she sorry. also pointed out that like if if she thinks Christians are persecuted or she's persecuted as a Christian, I just wish she would say like, well, which group do you think has it better? Because she never oh, said... I would
1: love th- Like, yeah. is
0: it atheist? It's not. Do
1: you think that would be a good line of questioning when people are talking about, like, religious freedoms being taken away? Yeah, like, which group do you, like, you a- want to play?
0: Pre- I, listen, let's trade every Christian who's in Congress for every open atheist. Mm-hmm. Let's make that trade. I will take your people, you take mine, since you have it so mm-hmm. hard, and we'll call it even. I would take that trade anytime. And I
1: think that's an effective uh, line of question, Line of questioning? Line of questioning, because um that i've heard that used to great effect with um white people who deny racism and you know the question is okay all of you white people think that blacks don't have you know black people don't have it any worse than you or brown people don't have it any worse than you raise your hand do you want to Mm. who who among you would trade places with the black person in your same position And if they don't raise their hands, that means you know. That means you inherently know that life is harder and worse for people of color and women and anyone who's not a straight, white, cishet man. And it's okay to acknowledge that. Like, truly, like, obviously, I think all men are garbage monsters and tell them that all the time. But truly, like, it's okay to say that, like, uh, yeah, I'm a woman, but things could be worse. Like people don't disrespect me inherently because I'm white and like, uh, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's. Okay I mean, it's that whole thing of like, a- yeah,
0: acknowledge where your privileges are, and some people get very offended by the idea of admitting as if your life is much better, which is not what that's all about. Well, it's- and
1: as if. Like Uh, oh I
0: guess you think white men have no problems? No, they do. They have the same problems too. But they don't have some other ones.
1: They're all because they won't go to therapy.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm jumping because they
1: buy trucks too big. Those are (laughs) men's problems. Um,
0: Very interesting article. Uh, I think this is published in Houston Chronicle. I think. But uh, following the Joe Kennedy (laughs) journalistic uh, excellence. I know. I know. I of course deleted that line from this thing. Uh, it was written by a guy named Michael Parker in response to the Supreme Court case about the praying football coach. And again, the Supreme Court said, yeah, if the coach wants to pray privately at midfield, like, that's fine, even Mm -hmm. though the argument's like, no, he's coercing these kids. Mm -hmm. That's why it should be illegal. The school district was right. Supreme Mm -hmm. Court said otherwise. So this, Michael Parker was a high school football player in Katy, Texas, K-A-T-Y, in Katy, Texas. And this was... He wrote from two thousand one to two thousand three. I played varsity football at Katy High School and served as the co-captain of the two thousand three team that won the state football championship. Okay. So this is a star player a on a state who championship at team at the age of seventeen <laughs> and is doing great. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, being um, mean. Co-captain of the state championship team in Texas, where they obviously take high school football very seriously. Yeah, I've seen
1: three episodes of Friday Night Lights. Exactly so I know what the it. fuck is up.
0: Here's what was interesting about this essay. Uh, Basically says, what I experienced with prayer during football games and activities was far from the Supreme Court's out-of-touch decision. Yes. That few players complained speaks to the pressure they face and the need to protect them from having religious beliefs imposed on them. Basically, what he's saying is, look, we won this championship. We were a really good team. And he writes, everyone uh, playing in that environment demanded discipline. Everyone knew that we had to fall in line, mm-hmm. do what the coaches asked of us, and never question the system that was leading us to championships. So he did what the coaches wanted him to do. And you know what? For them, it worked. That's his point. He also says, um, look, my teammates prayed a lot. Fine. Whatever. He says, after and the game, He
1: himself said he was or was not religious or doesn't matter at this point? I
0: don't think he thought about it much okay. in high school. He didn't mention, I don't think, what he was per se, but he wrote after the games. Which is good,
1: because that doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't
0: matter. After the games, the coach would also initiate the Lord's Prayer by asking the players who wanted to lead the team in this prayer. Did the coach ever tell us we were required to pray? No, but I knew better than to question the coaches or their process. Sometimes players would volunteer to lead the prayer. Or if someone had a particularly good game, the coach would highlight their performance and ask him to lead it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't volunteer, but I did lead prayer when asked. I never thought to say no, especially if the coach had just praised the game I had. Um, He points out, Naturally, I thought I had to submit and conform by participating in the religious practice's just as I was participating in the football practices, I do not know the exact legal nuances of what it takes to be coerced mm-hmm. into religious practice, into practices, but I do know based on my experience that it should not matter that students don't speak out when a football coach prays after a game. Yes, it's mm-hmm. exactly what our side, the church state separation side, it. has been well saying this whole put. time. Because they used that in the case. They said, well, no one complained about it. Yeah, because they were following, they didn't want to get on the coach's bad side.
1: So I think this is such a good example of why we need to make sure we have diversity in the people who are making decisions. Because I, I, I wouldn't doubt that, you know, the, the you know... The Houston Chronicle,
0: th- by the way. That's where this is published.
1: Sure. So, so people who were, oh boy, the people in the Supreme Court are so far removed from being a person. They are the top, right? Like they're the top decision makers in the fucking country. Mm -hmm. They're very far removed from having an adult peer pressure them when they are a minor. And so this idea of, Oh, nobody complained. Well, I don't know. I bet a lot of like, I bet slave owners were like, my slaves never complained to me. Like, (laughs) Right. What do you expect them to do? It's a wild thing. The
0: power difference is huge. I,
1: I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like they are so far removed from being in a position of not only just you have a person in ultimate authority, your coach, and you're a 15 year old sophomore, right? So you're afraid of your coach or I was when yeah, I was that yeah. age, and then all of your teammates are doing the same thing, which means if you don't do that exact thing and don't make and and like make any kind of ruckus you're going to single yourself out. And I'll tell you fucking what I've been in high school. And the last thing I wanted to be was singled out because that was when people
0: got mean every now and then there's a church state atheism related story that goes outside our bubble. This being one of them, like with after the Supreme court decision came out, this is not a humble brag. I'm just kind of saying after that decision came out, I got more requests from reporters looking for comment about, about coaches and like, what do you do in a, as a high school coach about praying? I would never do and something stuff? like
1: that because I'm not a lunatic. And that is
0: literally that is the comment I made. I told them, "Listen, I am a public high school head coach of a team. We have upwards of like 80 kids on mm-hmm. our team. Would I try to do what Joe Kennedy did because it's now legal by like pushing atheism?" And the response I gave, if they asked something like that is, no, of course I wouldn't. That's
1: not my goal. It's not,
0: yeah, it's not my goal. I respect my students more than this guy did. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not my position. I respect the students. But I cannot tell you how many ways they're trying to figure out, like, because the thing about the Supreme Court decision is it actually doesn't answer much of anything. Like, what's the line between what's okay for a coach to do and what's not? Because we talked about this before. The Supreme Court's decision by Neil Gorsuch talks about coaches should be allowed to do a private Christian prayer after a game, even if it is technically on the clock. Mm. That's kind of what his decision said, even though what Joe Kennedy did was this showboaty, sure, this midfield, is not what were talking about. coercive prayer. So it's like, well, if someone else just does what he does, mm-hmm. we don't actually know if a court would say that's okay or not. Yeah. And so no one knows what the lines are. The reason I got contacted was not because I'm I'm anything but because years ago I wrote about a local coach who was leading his team in prayer mm. and now that district is saying we're going to look at our policies and maybe change them again in light of the Supreme Court decision
1: Going back to Well,
0: I don't know going back to what because what that coach did what leading his team in doesn't matter the coach leading his team in prayer Still can't do that. That's not what the Supreme court said is okay. So I don't know what they're changing it to. But the point is, like, no one seems to know what the lines are. School districts don't know. Mm -hmm. Reporters are trying to suss this out, as I appreciate they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But again, at the end of the day, a lot of these students are stuck. Mm -hmm. And if their coach decides, well, I'm going to push prayer on you no matter what, because I think that's the best way to get the most out of you, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing it in good faith. Right. What do you want the students to do? They're going to, like this guy said, they're going to just do it no matter
1: what. And these people who are doing these protests are so delicate that they can't stand that everybody doesn't kowtow to their beliefs. And so they don't give a shit about, like, this one kid who maybe doesn't, ble- like, they can understand, oh, if somebody prevents me from praying the way I want to, that's a huge, horrible thing. But if I, you know, like, peer pressure this 16-year-old kid to get into, like, a spiritual place that he doesn't want to be in and is not interested in, that's completely different. Also, I want to say, starting this week, you're not the only, only one who can speak as a teacher. I, too, am now officially a teacher and therefore have the exact same opinions and a ex- relevant experience as
0: you do. You are now officially Brown. Congratulations. Thank you
1: so much. I am teaching horseback riding lessons three per week, <laughs> and I would never talk about my atheism to my students. To your
0: horses. To- <laughs> that's what I thought. She, I thought that's how you were Yeah, so horseback that.
1: riding lessons are when you teach horses. You're yeah. very good at living in the world, Hammond. <laughs> <it. laughs>
0: um Okay. Let's talk about the Family Research Council, which is oh, a right. I'm
1: sorry. I know, a real callback. We were talking about uh bisexuality in some sense, and I don't remember why. It was mm-hmm. very specific.
0: Because Superman's son is now bisexual. Thank you so yeah. much.
1: I wrote this down, I want to say. Um there's a podcast I really like by the BBC called Bad People, and in June for uh, uh, Pride Month, they did a mini series called Bi People, which is four episodes of the history of like bisexuality and people, the the specific problems that bisexual bisexual people have had in the past, um, because both the hosts are are themselves bi. Um, and it was wonderful, and I, I think it's a really, like, specific little corner of, like, queer history that maybe gets looked over a lot, definitely gets looked over all the time nonstop. Um, so I just want to recommend that.
0: <clears throat> cool. Check that out. Thank you. Um, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Family Research Council. It is a Christian right hate group. It's mm-hmm. run by a guy named Tony Perkins, who, if you Google his name and Confederate flag, you'll find the picture.
1: Wait. Anthony Um, Perkins, the guy who... Nope,
0: nope. Tony Perkins, a former, not an actor, who does Hannibal? No, he's
1: in Psycho. Anthony Hopkins. I'm thinking of the wrong one. Oh, no, he played um, the the killer in Psycho. Spoiler Ah, alerts on Psycho, I guess. How dare you. Yeah. So...
0: Family Research Council. Norman Bates.
1: I'm sorry, I couldn't think of his name. Norman Bates, thank you. (laughs) Stop yelling at your radios, everybody.
0: (laughs) Family Research Council is one of those anti-LGBTQ hate groups. Uh, It's been around for a while. They just push conservative Yeah, the thing that recently
1: killed 20 students, queerness.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so now, uh, here's what's weird. So they've been this nonprofit group for a really long time. We know what they do. We... Don't like anything they do. But here's what ProPublica published this week. Mm. Turns out Family Research Council has redesignated itself as a church. It is now officially a church. Wait. Yep. You can do that? That's the question.
1: That... Again, can we be a church? It's sounding easier and
0: easier. (laughs) So here's a little... I'll give you a little backstory here. Okay. Here's why you would even do that. Nonprofit groups in the United States, if you want to be a registered nonprofit group, like let's say Planned Parenthood or Freedom from Religion Foundation, whatever. Basically, the rule says... Anyone who gives you money can write it off on their taxes because nonprofits are good things. We want people to donate money. Here is the reward you get in exchange.
1: Encourages kind of behavior. Yes,
0: in exchange, you don't get to tell people how to vote. That's one of the rules. Mm-hmm. Another rule is that you got to fill out something called a Form nine ninety with the IRS that tells us here's how much money we took in, mm-hmm. here's how much we spent, here's how much our main staffers got paid, our director mm-hmm. got yeah, paid. Yeah, so essentially,
1: if you work for All a nonprofit. Public, if you work for a nonprofit or want to know more about a nonprofit, all of that shit, you can find out what any CEO of any nonprofit is making if yeah. you want to. It's all public. It
0: should be public. And,
1: and should be, except for.
0: And, well, and now the argument has been made for a long time that churches, even though they are technically nonprofits, do not they get an exemption to this they do not have to file the same this paperwork this has always been the case this has always been the case okay, freedom from religion what? foundation specifically sued saying mm-hmm. like well then we want to not have to fill it out but i'm not going to get into that legal hit thing but the thing is churches do not have to fill out the form this is why at some mega churches you don't get to find out how much the pastor makes for a salary. They don't even tell their congregation <laughs> how much the pastor makes. They don't tell people how much the money, how much money they took in every week. Some churches will volunteer. So you think it.
1: this is the, the uh, reason the Family Research Council? So
0: why would Family Research Council want to become a church? Money laundering Well, now purposes. they do not have to tell people money about the money laundering. Well, purposes. here's the thing: we don't know why. Their reasoning is for wanting to be a church. It's not necessarily that. Probably, I bet, though. They do not have to report how much money they took in or how it was spent or how much someone like Tony Perkins earns as a salary. You know what
1: that sounds prime for?
0: hmm, Money laundering? Yep. Yes. So, here's the thing. They're not the first group to do this because we actually talked about this a while ago. Focus on the Family, Liberty Council, another Christian right hate group. Okay. Years ago they also call themselves churches. And how did they do this? Because they seem to do it for the exact same reasons. And the thing is, if you go to the IRS website, they actually do have rules. Like, how do you know something is a church? The IRS, as John Oliver did a whole segment on on televangelists, he's like, can anyone just say you're a ministry? Well, the IRS says you have to fulfill. (laughs) There are like 14 guidelines. And if you fulfill a number of them... We'll call you a church. And the thing, the whole last week tonight segment was, well, oh, you need to meet regularly? Well, we do every Sunday night. Very tongue-in-cheek. Like, of course this is bullshit. Yeah. But it works for the IRS.
1: Again, we meet every Thursday night. Right,
0: right. So the Family Research Council said, out of those 14 things, Uh they said, we fill 11 of them. So do we have, like members and stuff they said we have partner churches with a shared mission um (laughs) they said like do you have members yeah we have forty thousand churches who associate with us uh do you meet regularly yeah our office is a church things like this
1: i'm googling am Um, i a church right now
0: they said uh do we offer like a school, do you ha- do you run like a religious school for children? They said, "Well, our churches do." Do you have members? Yeah, through our churches. Do you do religious services at our office? This is from the po- ProPublica piece. When a ProPublica reporter called to inquire about service times, a staffer who answered the phone responded, "We don't have church service."
1: <laughs> oh no! They didn't train the little I ones know. on the That's line. Exactly it. <laughs>
0: But the thing is, Family Research Council makes these BS reasons for why they should be a church, and the IRS says, fine. And this happened apparently years ago, but it's only being reported on now. This is what ProPublica figured out. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, it's not like, I mean, they could always say, well, we do release our financial information because donors might want to know, but they don't have to. And that's the issue here.
1: I just, I'm on the IRS website and Mm -hmm. I do not think we qualify as being a religion. Do we have a definite and distinct ecclesiastical
0: government? Um, we do. I'm the co-president. You're the co-president. Can Dottie's we, the secretary. Can We're we add good.
1: Hats to the situation. Do you think that'd yes, yes, that would make it more official? That be seems okay. to work for the
0: Catholic Church. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, the yeah, argument here is like these She's these Christian hate groups cannot police themselves. Yeah. we know that. We've covered that can. forever. We need the government then to police them to the extent that it's legal to do so. And again, I just want the IRS to like get their shit in order. I know they are understaffed. I know they don't have the budget. I know Congress is currently trying to up their budget so it they can actually do this ass shit. Ass gu- Guys, like, like, fucking deal with it. But this is, like, either enforce your rules. Mm-hmm. There is no reason Family Research Council should be called a church. They're obviously lying about it, which doesn't bother them because they're just like whatever we're lying for Jesus, it's okay, but if they're going to break the rules, like just say so, and then every nonprofit group can redesignate itself as a church and play by the same rules. Yeah. This is the same I, argument against the uh the churches that tell people how to vote, which we've seen a ton of 100%. recently, if you 're not going to enforce the rules and revoke their tax exempt status. Just say so. Don't yep. have the rule and then not enforce it. Either get rid of it for everybody or do your damn job. That's the thing that's upsetting.
1: And truly, nothing makes me more frustrated than laws that either are not or cannot be enforced. Because it like, I'm obviously like a full on socialist. Like I believe in, you know, a a, a government to support its citizens, but like these sort of like long forgotten rules are such bullshit and frankly undermines the actual rules we have. And I think mm. this is why some of the, these Christian people can get away with it is because there's so many sort of like bullshit rules that are honorary or unenforced or unenforceable. So what? Uh, maybe this one isn't, isn't the same. Maybe we should just narrow down our laws to things that are like enforceable, which is, I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the implications of what I'm saying, but it's just, it's just frustrating that there are not laws to like protect people who need protection, but there are laws to protect companies from getting their feelings hurt or whatever. It's pretty frustrating for me as a human being who is not a, who is not personally a company.
0: Um, this is a random story, but I thought you would enjoy mm. and get mad at we, this oh. one. I was going to um, say, it's weird yeah. that you want
1: me to enjoy something. There is
0: a small Christian sect called the Mennonite Brethren Church. Sure. I don't know all their beliefs, there but let's Mennonites. just... Conservative, Christian, very What part of the country do you know? This is actually in Canada. Canada? Um, yeah, but here's the deal. Small Christian sect. I think they have about half a million followers worldwide. Oh. Not huge as far as religion goes. Um, but they recently... Uh, published the ministry. Like, the denomination itself wanted to publish a book to highlight the fact that it has female leaders, female pastors, and they wanted to showcase them. Like, listen, hey, everyone in our religion, listen to the women. That's a good thing, right? Is
1: this Mennonites, like, that I understand that are akin to the Amish?
0: I think. uh, Don't ask me. I don't know for sure. Go look it up. Okay. So... The book was called "On Holy Ground." Story... Sorry to ask you Sorry. for questions,
1: researcher. Sorry, <laughs>
0: "On Holy Ground: Stories by and about Women in Ministry Leadership in wow. the Mennonite Brethren Church." Not a very catchy title, no. Obviously. But but the idea was we they compiled fifteen essays from different female pastors in their religious denomination, talking about a variety of things, uh-huh. and they had an editor put it all together. That was the idea. Okay. Um, I actually saw a YouTube video where there was, like, the book launch, and, like, one of the writers, her name is Mary Ann Isaac, is one of the pastors. Like, she's one of the women. She's gushing about, like, the fact that writing this essay, you know, it gave me reason to reflect upon the past 25-plus years. so cathartic. (laughs) Yeah. She was looking back at the past couple decades of work that she did in the church, how things changed Mm, for her, mm -hmm. the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but I'm—she seemed really proud of it. Okay, so— I should point out that um, the book was commissioned by the Mennonite Brethren Historical Commission, which falls under the leadership of the Canadian Conference of Mennonite Brethren Churches. In other words, it's not some random book. This okay. is from the top down. It's like the Vatican saying, we published a book.
1: Sanctioned, a big deal. so to speak.
0: Yeah. Um, so Mary Ann Isaac, that specific pastor, she wrote about her personal evolution, and one of the things she wrote about is how at the th- i think three different churches she has worked at over her career mm-hmm. one issue seemed to always come up, and it was always a source of like con uh frustration for members and questioning for her and it was about LGBTq inclusion okay and the church has always been pretty conservative. On that issue, they're mm-hmm. not fans of any of it. <laughs> sure, sure, She said she was fairly conservative on that issue too. She supported the church's belief that marriage should be between one man and one woman. But she wrote that over time, that shifted for her. She wrote that she saw a Christian woman marry her same-sex partner, and her own views began to shift. Partly, hmm. because here's one of the things I'm she wrote:
1: Representation matters. I know.
0: She actually wrote, I think, in the essay, she. I began to question my own understanding of God who preferred divorce for a gay couple rather than celebration of decades of hard won growth in loving relationship. Like, what do you want for a gay couple? Do you want them to break up or do you want them to be happy in marriage? She's like, of course they should be happy in marriage. And she said, this is one of the ways she started shifting over time. Um, She actually, she wasn't actually saying the church necessarily needed to change its position. She was just saying, this is where I'm at right now. So she
1: at this point is disagreeing with her church.
0: She is disagreeing on on an issue that the church says is not some core principle. It's not like she's denying the divinity of Christ, which is a deal breaker. She disagrees on an issue that is not like the rule. You have to believe X, Y, Z to be a Christian or in our denomination. So, they published this book, like a month or two ago. They published a few hundred copies, I think, to send out to the smaller crowd, like Mm -hmm. the the hardcore people. And then they were going to publish more and try to sell it and do all that. Uh Those first books go out. They realize what she has written. And they're like... (gasps) You said what? Wait, they didn't. Oh my god! Okay, apparently, like the editor saw it. She's sure. like, yeah, "This is good. This is part of an honest, good sneaky essay." Editors, and not even sneaky. She's like, "This is an honest reflection, Ooh, which is she, what we want in this book." She knew what she was doing. <laughs> and so, what did the church do? Tell me. Whatever copies they still had in their hands, they literally destroyed them at their own expense. Well,
1: I thought, I- uh, excuse me, they I literally the liberals burned the books. Were the yeah. one burning books? Nope, they burned still the their
0: own books for the last hundred
1: <laughs> years. That's so strange. Mm.
0: Then <laughs> they reprinted the books for the wider audience and censored out the three pages where she talked about her changing perspective on LGBTQ inclusion. They just took it out.
1: So that was the only mention of it in the book, yeah. And they were like, ooh, mm-hmm. we can't, can't do it. deal with
0: this. Yep. So they actually a, wrote oh in a public boy. letter that they published this week. They said they feared keeping the passage in the book would, quote, reinforce the damaging stereotype that embracing women in leadership leads necessarily to an affirming stance on gay marriage for Christians. You know, if we allow women to do this, well then we got to be liberal about everything.
1: That is not <laughs> a slippery slope. That is a precipice. That oh is falling off the edge of something. If like women, then we absolutely have to let gay people butt fuck in front of us every day. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry. That's what's going to yes. happen. So we cannot. Thanks. This have is women. not on
0: YouTube anymore. <laughs> um, the weird thing is, like, who would have read this book had we not heard about this? Like five people, oh, maybe. Oh my god, this um, is Streisand effect.
1: I was just about totally, to effect by
0: censoring this material, like. Now everyone's hearing about it, which is fantastic. Is
1: is that Prince of Tides? Is that Mira's Two Faces? Where the Raystrand effect was from?
0: Oh, I didn't know it was from any of those. I thought it's because she got mad someone was publishing photos that uh, of her house or something. Oh, is it just her house? I I thought it was was a review. But here is my favorite thing about this: the church published their explanation of what they did on a website that allows comments. Uh oh! And one of the comments, apparently, if the name is right comes from the editor of the book. Uh, Her name is Dora. And she writes in the following... Uh, anyone who reads the entire essay will see that it has not suddenly departed. They said, like, this was tangential. The church said that part of the essay was tangential anyway. You didn't need it in the essay, so, like, we got rid of the tangent. So, Dora writes, anyone who reads the entire essay will see that it has not suddenly departed. You'll see that it's part of a story of a long ministry of struggle and change. Um, perhaps it felt urgent then, but in the interval between when the action was taken, oh, uh, I'm not going to read all this. What she says is no one told her about this. Hmm. The church did not tell her they were censoring that material. They didn't tell Mary and Isaac they were censoring that material. They didn't find this out until they saw the finished copies in their hands. Is there
1: a legal thing there? No. Do you know? No. There's no.
0: They can do whatever they want with the book. But the fact the that end, they so took the editor, it out. the
1: editor, was it, I'm sorry, was it individual essays from different? Yes. Okay, so, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but, but basically this, sucks I though. mean, the bottom line is this book was meant to celebrate female leaders by raising their voices, and what did they do? They Sensored were like, well, a woman said something we don't love, yeah. let's just take it out. We don't, don't let silence her on that issue. Um
1: I don't know. How do you oof, I don't know how do you feel about things like that? I, about which part? Your thing didn't skip. I just said the same thing in the same way <laughs> about the idea of uh hey, Hemant, I'm writing a book about atheism. Mm-hmm. Um and and minorities and Yeah. Um and you write a whole thing about how being brown and atheism has made you realize how evil white people were. Which yes, obviously I would yeah. agree with. But yeah, hey. as a white person and I was like, oof.
0: If the I'm just assignment, gonna go
1: ahead and chop that out. If the
0: assignment and, you gave me was tell me about your reflections, write uh-huh. about what's honest to you, mm-hmm. and then you said oh, you said this thing I don't like, so I'm going to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would piss me off. And also, why did you invite me if you weren't interested in my opinions? Especially if you didn't give me any guidelines to begin with. I
1: think that is the best. Pro- like, I, I think that's the moment we have to sit on for this. Of. You can't—like, why would you invite these women if you don't actually care what they have to say? Right. And
0: again, if you did this—make it more uh, understandable. Like, if the Catholic Church did something like this, there are any number of Catholics, maybe not priests, because they have to uh, play by the rules, because there is a hierarchy there. But if you ask random Catholics, tell me about your experience in the Catholic Church— A lot of them would say they are supportive of LGBTQ rights. Mm -hmm. They are supportive of trans people existing, which Mm -hmm. the Catholic Church as a whole is Mm -hmm. not. They would say they support abortion rights. All of that violates the hierarchy of the church. But again, what do you have to do to be Catholic? has nothing to do with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to sign on to every single thing to be a member of the church, no Mm -hmm. matter which issues get elevated at any one point or another. So it's like, okay, this is a non-doctrinal thing. Ken Ham has said this about creationism. He's like, look, if you disagree with me on young earth creationism, does that mean you're not a Christian? Does that mean you can't be saved? No, it doesn't. Oh, I
1: didn't know he thought that. He
0: will say, look, I think if you don't agree with me, I think it's a slippery slope, and then you can't accept the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's all bullshit. But he's like, but look, if you accept evolution and stuff, I think you're wrong. But it doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It just means you're wrong. That's his stance on it. But the point is, this is not one of the things you got to sign on to to be a sure. real member of the church. Uh, sure. And here's a woman saying, "Well, I disagree on this aspect," and they're like, "Well, we can't let well, other people hear yeah. that idea." Yep. Um,
1: it's it's just too bad. It, it, it just it's too bad that people, whether it's the Catholic Church or conservatism or whatever. It's too bad that they know that the right thing to do is let women talk, but still <laughs> aren't brave enough to let them do it. Yeah. it's really too bad.
0: I'm gonna end this How on have
1: you ever been reporting? too
0: much. Um, la- some good news oh. on the last front: uh, three Democrats in Congress have uh, introduced a bill that would crack down on scammy Christian health share ministries.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, and that's we great news. Talked about
0: these uh ministries before. Long story short, basically they say like health insurance works where you pay a company a shit ton of money uh-huh. and then if you get hurt or injured or in a hospital, like maybe they'll pay some of it. Uh, American insurance sucks. Oh, of course. It's garbage. Christian health insurance is somehow even worse than that because they're like, they'll, in one aspect of it, they'll say everyone... Uh, you have to give X amount of dollars a month, but they won't say give it to us. They'll say like, hey, everyone, Jessica Hurt broke her arm. Why don't you send you, Hemet, send Jessica a check for like yeah. 30 bucks, and then we'll ask a number of people to do that. Your bill is covered. The problem with that Again, is... Again,
1: refer uh-uh. to an episode of uh, Superstore when they literally do this, and it's <laughs> hysterically funny and so well done, and it's literally what these darks are doing. Yeah.
0: And the problem is if they find reason that you weren't being a good Christian, they'll just say you get nothing. Oh I did have sex you, one time. I know. So Immoral, I guess my leg is fixed. <laughs> yep. Um if you are if you, if you smoke, if you have a pre existing condition, they could cut you off. If you um if you do anything they Wait, don't a like... a
1: pre-existing condition.
0: Yeah. And, just if, like you, and if your cancer on? treatment costs too much money, they'll just say, like, well, we can't cover all of it. Sorry. It's not even, like, a copay, and then they'll yeah. do the rest or whatever. By the no way, the stress
1: effect was definitely about our house, and I was wrong. Go ahead. Excellent. Nicely done. See how good done. I am about yes. being wrong? Yes. I'm bold and brave.
0: You tell Sean Hannity. It's a
1: beautiful house, Tucker, though.
0: Tucker, Um. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what these healthcare-sharing ministries do. But as we talked about a couple months ago, one of them, it was called Charity Ministries, they filed for bankruptcy last year. And in the process, they left 10,000 families, more than that, mm. with unpaid bills that totaled over $50 million. So, like, these places do not do a good job of covering the people who, who do everything right. Can I- and if they don't do everything right, like they're screwed. But even when they do, these places are scam. Here's one example of how it's a scam. Tell me, Affordable Care Act mm. says you got to pay like eighty cents of every dollar on expenses for insurance. That's one of the things in Obamacare. Well, every insurance company eighty
1: percent has to go to Jesus.
0: Yes. So they say if you and are a legit, if you give. If it's a legitimate insurance company, you have to spend 80 cents at least on healthcare mm. and not overhead costs or anything else. In one case, uh, in California, one company, guess how much the Christian healthcare ministry spent? Oh, I wanna guess per dollar. Uh
1: per dollar th- yeah. thirty three cents.
0: Sixteen. Whoa. One six. <laughs> like what? Yeah. So a bunch of states have taken Holy action against these lolly. ministries, all that. Anyway. That's the backstory. That's okay. what these ministries are. There's, uh-huh. by the way, also another last week tonight segment on Health Share Ministries. But here's the news story that happened this week: Three Democrats introduced a bill that would crack down on these things. So, what would their bill do? This is led by Jared Huffman, the only openly humanist uh, member of Congress. Uh-huh. Jamie Raskin is also sure. co-sponsor, and also Ann uh, Custer, Custer uh, from New Hampshire. They are the co-sponsor. Stand yes. Boom. So here's <laughs> Boom if this bill passes. Here's what it would do. It would not say you can't have a Christian health care share ministry. Mm. That that would go too far. Mm. They're not. This is an anti-Christian. Here's what it would do. Cut, All these ministries would have to tell customers exactly what they are buying.
1: Oh, Christians hate that.
0: I know. It would require them to disclose how they are different from regular health insurance during the enrollment process. Fewer restrictions. Meaning, meaning here's what we will cover. Here's what you are not allowed to do. You have to lay that out. Don't let people have to do their own research on this. You have to tell them what the rules are. Mm -hmm. Transparency. Fine. Number two. It gives regulators some data to assess the risk of these ministries. So these Christian health share ministries, they would have to tell the government their rate of service denials. How many people they say, we're not going to cover your shit. The enrollment numbers, the service areas out-of-pocket expenses that the customers have to pay, Mm. and any complaints that were filed with the Federal Trade Commission. Right now, those ministries don't have to file anything. It's like a church. Like, we don't got to tell the government anything. This bill would say, no, you have to at least file some basic information with us just so we can let people know here's how they deal. Like, if 90% of the people who apply for health insurance with these people, quote-unquote health Mm. insurance, are denied they should know that going into it again not nothing to do with their faith
1: so okay
0: i'm going to finish the oh, third sorry. thing that this bill would do is require brokers who sell this insurance to mm, people God. to tell customers the whole truth they have to tell customers what the benefits are up front they have to tell them if they can get more comprehensive coverage elsewhere like through the affordable care act or medicaid mm, or famously. medicare
1: People are Which, really good by the at way, telling. That's one of the arguments actions.
0: for like um, uh, that. Some states have done for like those fake crisis pregnancy centers. You can have your space you mean the here. Water leaf? Yeah, yeah. You can have it, but you do have to let patients know if they want an abortion, here's where they can get one. Mm-hmm. Like you have to tell them that you can't just pretend this stuff uh, doesn't exist. Right. So again, this bill, those are the three main prongs to it. It's all about you can have it but you have to be honest and you can't hide shit from the people you're trying to scam. It's about transparency. Now, will this bill pass? That's a long uh, yeah, shot. Sure. And that's true of any bill in Congress, but it's sensible.
1: So I have a question. Um, and, and maybe you don't know the answer, but, um, so in banking, we have the FDIC, mm-hmm. right? So that ensures that if I go deposit a hundred dollars in bank of America, the FDIC is ensuring that I can get that money back,
0: yeah, right? Yeah. That
1: came off the back. The, yep. the Great Depression when the banks crashed and all of that stuff. So obviously... So if
0: I start a bank...
1: Right. So if you start a bank, the, the, the bank of the friendly atheist, yeah. and you charge whatever, you would have to be a qualified lender. And by qualified, I mean you can say that you are represented or like supported by the government. Let's put
0: it this way. There's a ton of regulations and hoops to be a real bank.
1: Right. You would have to go through this. Are you saying that a health insurance company doesn't have to do that? Or are you saying that this particular grift that they're doing falls outside of the realm of quote-unquote health insurance. There's a reason it's not called health
0: insurance, and there's a reason every time we're talking about this stuff, we do have to put health insurance in big quote hands. These are called health care sharing Ministries, not insurance, because it's not insurance. So there's so no. They regulation. are out. There's no regulation. They're doing this scam out of their closets.
1: So when, and that's
0: the problem. So
1: these people are going to. Do you remember what's the church over here? Um, I don't know. The big one doesn't matter. I can't think of what it's called. The church. Uh, yeah, yeah. Community uh, Compass. Doesn't matter. There's doesn't a Compass matter. Church around here. So if I'm at the Compass Church and I decide I want to do my financing there. I can be like, okay, here's my $1,000 or whatever, put it in my checking mm-hmm. account. And those people, the person who took my money and put it in his pocket, yeah. did not have to tell me what was going to happen with that money. So, I mean, like, if
0: you just go to the dude at the church, yeah, no, they just scammed you. But if they call themselves, but if they're this is saying. What I'm, saying.
1: I'm, I'm talking about this, yeah. this, this Christian, not health yeah. insurance coalition. So if I give somebody my money, he doesn't have to say, "Okay, here's here's what's going to happen with this money." If if these many people needs help in this month, like I'm just they're very to shady out- about what
0: they say. They make it very clear, like we're Christians helping other Christians. If you give into this, we are going to help you. We're going to protect you. But again, as with a lot of this stuff, they can hold a lot of information back. And sometimes, like even though we might know, oh, if you have premarital sex, they're not going to cover you anymore. Right. They're not going to pay for birth control. they are not sure, going to telling that. people
1: that as they're signing, on right? The top line. And
0: that's the problem because a lot of people are like, well, it's Christian, it must be good, or it says it's health care mm-hmm. sharing—that's insurance, loves right? People. So that covers it, and they don't know they're being scammed. And sometimes right. they don't find out until these companies go bankrupt, and then they're left with all the medical debt. Um, like, listen, there's a lot of things wrong with insurance, but this is genuinely harming
1: people. I want to be very clear. Like this isn't a hypothetical, like even the guy praying on the field, obviously it sucks, but it's not like killing people. Right. This This shit is.
0: Um, while we were talking about this, you mentioned there were a couple other bills that, uh, were up for grabs this week. Yeah. Yeah. What was up with that? There was one about like an Amber alert. Uh, Oh,
1: okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, so (laughs) two weeks ago, Roe was struck down and we all had the conversation and the Republicans were like, well, it's because we're the only ones who care about children. You know what Democrats hate? It's children. (laughs) And then this week they, uh, wanted to put up a bill or they put up a bill that was basically setting up, um, an Amber Alert system, but for school shootings. Do you know much about this history of Amber Alerts?
0: The history of Amber mm-hmm. Alerts? No.
1: It's actually really interesting. It was basically that um, a, a young girl whose name was Amber was kidnapped. Um, and they think if there had been a system of everybody was on the lookout for this car, they think she could have been mm. saved. But unfortunately, she wasn't. So the um, um, Amber Alert system is all about rescuing children. So they wanted to do something similar for uh, school shootings. So if there's a school shooting, you get that push notification, not just because I've subscribed to like NBC Chicago. So, um, and eighty percent of Republicans voted against it. Yeah. So, I guess my question is: when they say they are trying to protect babies and children, no, what does that mean to them?
0: Nothing. They do absolutely nothing to protect life once think it's they been born. Say about to that. themselves? No,
1: no, no, no. To their constituents. The Democrats wanted to do this Government. They wanted the
0: government, government to get oversight, involved. Yeah. Is that what it is? And we hate any kind of regulation. And also, guns matter more than your kids.
1: Can That's I... It. Um, are we wrapping up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I want to recommend a podcast series that I'm in the middle of to you too, Hammond, on not mm-hmm. Star Our Listeners. It is called the Last Archive. It was recommended to me by my friend uh, and former guest of the show, Jeff Stortz, who's uh, great. And it's a sent. I'm only on the first season, and it is a historians seeking for when did the truth die. Mm -hmm. So it's going back to okay. When was Magna Carta twelve hundred? 1300-ish. Yeah, it sounds like right. Before that, it was only God knows the truth. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out what God thinks. So we'll, I guess, try to kill, get these guys to kill each other. And whoever survives, that's who God wants. And then when the Magna Carta comes around, it's like, no, no, no. Juries are going to decide what truth is. And it's just a journey through history to know what truth is. And um,
0: and that one's by Jill Laporte right? It is. Yeah, she's I, fantastic. I
1: had never heard of this before until, until Jeff told me about it. Um, but there was an incredible incredible episode i mean all of it was like a mess but there's an incredible episode about the release of the polio vaccine and i just think everybody should listen i i i've i'm almost done with it and i started it yesterday it's incredible i've cleaned so much of my house because <laughs> i did laundry today because i was like i gotta keep listening to this <laughs> um but but i think it is really important for us especially in this moment to look back in history to see what it looked like at that time, because like history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes, and w- it's same thing, different day, you know. Very anyway, cool. um, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Bloomkey. Um, for now, you can find me at my uh, Etsy shop, Bitches Got Stitched On. I think I am about to shut it down. What? Um, because Etsy is taking like. a Crazy dividends and also mm. I'm really stressed out and I'm just like a walking <laughs> ball of anxiety. And I think maybe taking one thing off the plate
0: yeah. will Always be
1: good. hopeful. I want to thank quickly Stephanie, who is a listener and front friend of mine. I post <laughs> a friend of mine sent me a picture of his like jacked up t-shirt that just had in terrible like screen printing. God gave us horses to apologize for men or something (laughs) like that and i posted it in our facebook group and i was like if anybody can make me literally any product that has this quote on it i will pay good money my friend stephanie fucking came through she is sending me two t-shirts i truly i want this to be my thing now from now on if somebody wants to make stickers for me i will pay fair market price for them. I want them everywhere. <laughs> Hemant, where can we find
0: you? I am at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to onlysky.media where uh, where I write stuff. A lot of other people do too. Mm-hmm. And go to uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. We'll see you Wait, no. In. No. Duh.
1: No. What? Bonus episode. I'm going to tell you guys what's going fast. on in the episode. First of all, thank you for everybody listening to God Awful Movies um, and had a really great responses to me it made me feel good in my heart uh in our general bonus episode we talk about bullshit i want to talk about and hammond doesn't and this week it is going to consist of the uss indianapolis yeah we're getting into naval history motherfucker um matt walsh the terrible conservative blogger said the dumbest shit about chipotle and i can't wait to talk about it (laughs) Um, I'm watching a show For All Mankind which actually ties in with our space thing that we were talking about. Um, okay. My, my husband and I went out to dinner before we recorded this podcast and two people walked in in matching G- shirts that just said Jesus across the front in big letters and I said <laughs> I Tell to us in the bonus. Tell us in the bonus. A couple staff members to figure out what's going on and I'm going to tell him the rest of that story in the bonus and that's it.
0: All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.